0: Olympic gold medals are mostly made of silver. This is Simple Joe for Friday, February 18th, 2022. I kind of feel cheated. I would feel cheated. I earned that gold medal. I want it to be gold. There's no way they could afford that. I mean to make that thing out of pure gold i don't know how long it's been since it's been pure gold i know at one time it was it was gold but yeah i'm surprised silver's even there in in there i'm not uh, i'm i'd really i i'm surprised it's not some kind of alloy just with gold overlay but it's silver that's good enough as long as as long as you're right there on the top tier right well hello my friend i'm simple joe i'm so glad you're here i'm glad i'm here i'm glad we are here together today we're going to hear the weather in naperville illinois we're going to take a look at the top 10 weirdest olympic events with daniel ginger and the often requested very very popular much much more so for my friends or near naperville illinois you're going to see a high of 32 degrees and a low of five with cloudy skies tomorrow you get a lot of sunshine 22 and 17 for the high and low and sunday back to clouds 14 and 33 for the high and low so I don't know. Decent day tomorrow. Little chilly, 22 and 17. I think Naperville's right there just outside of Chicago, maybe 25, 30 miles just outside of Chicago. In any event, thank you so much for listening, Naperville, Illinois. I certainly appreciate you, and I am grateful that you are there. Here in Cincinnati, Ohio, we're going to see a high of 36 degrees and a low of 26 with partly sunny skies. Tomorrow, Saturday, 31 and 18 for the high and low with partly sunny skies and full on sunshine, gorgeous day, 54 and 38 for the high and low with a lot of sun. Today in 1745, Alessandro Volta, the Italian, Italian physicist who invented the very first battery was born 1745. We lost uh, Mr. Volta. And you see that you hear the name, you hear the connection there. Mr. Volta in 1827, George Kennedy, actor, George Kennedy Was born today in 1925. You may not know who George Kennedy is, uh, but you'll certainly recognize the face if you see a picture of George Kennedy. Born today in 1925. Died in 2016. Uh, Toni Morrison was born today in 1931. Writer of Tar Baby, uh, Beloved, Song of Solomon, first African-American woman to to win a Nobel Prize. How about that? 1933, Yono Oko. uh, Yono Oko Lennon, technically, I guess, was born. Today, in 1933, I saw a really funny meme that you know this whole Spotify thing going on with Joe Rogan. I don't know if you've been following that or not. If you're interested in podcasts and podcasting, uh, you certainly know what's happening there. In any event, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan's catching some flack, and there are people threatening to leave Spotify uh, if they don't if, if Spotify doesn't remove Joe Rogan, all right so Anyway, so this funny little meme that says Yoko Ono threatens to put all of her music on Spotify unless Joe Rogan leaves. <laughs> Think about that for a second. In 1947, Dennis DeYoung was born, uh, lead singer for Styx, great lead singer. Uh, 1950, actress Sybil Shepard was born. John Hughes was born today in 1950 as well. Uh, director of my favorite, one of my favorite movies, not my favorite movie anymore, but I've probably seen this movie more than I've seen any other movie. And that is the breakfast club. John Hughes was, uh, big on those, uh, those eighties kind of teenage movies, Ferris Bueller's day off breakfast club, movies like that. Uh, born in 1950, we lost John Houston, excuse me, John Hughes in 2009. I hope I've been saying Hughes the whole time. John Hughes born today in 1950, uh, died in 2009. Juice Newton was born today in 1952, probably best known for uh, Queen of Hearts and uh, Angel in the Morning. That's how Those are the two songs I remember from Juice Newton. John Travolta was born today in 1954. Dr. Dre was born today in 1965. And today in 1885, Mark Twain published The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. How about that? Uh, today is National Drink Wine Day. It's National Drink. Crab Stuffed Flounder Day and National Battery Day. I understand why it's National Battery Day. uh, Kind of in connection with Alessandro Volta, his birthday. He invented the battery. So why not today? Why not today for National Battery Day? National Drink Wine Day. I know a lot of people who celebrate that every single day. And National Crab Stuffed Flounder Day. I have no idea what that's about. I don't think I've ever had it. So take these days and celebrate. Uh, take these events, these holidays for today, and celebrate in any way that you feel necessary. Just celebrate. That's all we're asking. All right, King. Here we are with the top ten weirdest Olympic events. Uh, Daniel, let's let's first go through your methodology, if you can give us a little insight as to as to the genius process that you use to come up with our our top ten list this week.
1: Okay. When when. The challenge was put down to kind of find these. I went to searched on different websites and um from the insider to GQ to the coolest to live in, Living Livingly to even Casino.org and Stadium Talk and, and I just basically ranked them one through 25. And then I calcul and so I had six different spots and I, so I calculated them up. Um and if you were a one, you got a one point. If you were a 10, you got 10 points or whatever. And then I added them all up and I divided it by six. And I basically took an average. And so then I just ranked them one through 25. And the outcome wasn't as unusual. I mean, I thought I'd see a whole bunch of weird names. I didn't recognize the stuff, but actually the outcome is like, oh, okay. So a lot, most of them are not played anymore uh, in Olympics um sports anymore um a lot of them died out in the early 1900s but it's kind of interesting on some of them and some probably wouldn't be allowed today you'd have too many activists probably too controversial them, so. huh so, too controversial <laughs> so um so so we'll see so we and got it we have some we cool got it. names that are like uh, honorable mentions still so.
0: yeah we'll do that we'll do that uh, we got into this because uh, a couple shows back uh I, uh, I, we talked, we talked about just weird Olympic events and things like poetry and artistry and painting and things like that at one time were Olympic events. So I kind of put the call out there to, as you know, to come up with, let's, let's see if we can come up with the top 10 weirdest Olympic events. And uh, Daniel, you answered that call. So I certainly appreciate that. What we'll do is we'll roll through the, we'll roll through the top 10. Now that we know your, your genius methodology. We'll okay. roll through the top 10, and uh, once we get through the top 10, we'll go through the honorable mentions and just uh, see how it shakes out, all right? So this okay. is your segment. This is your segment, King of Adventure Bay. So we'll okay. uh, we'll start with number 10.
1: Number 10 is actually still active, and it has been going on for two decades now. It is trampoline, and um, the Canadians kind of dominate this sport. And a lot of people don't understand why it's a sport, because a regular gymnast actually practice their moves on trampolines and just, just automatically became a sport. And so, but it is number 10, the trampoline.
0: So I wonder if that's, if, if the trampoline, the Olympic event trampoline is, uh, is on your kind of standard round trampoline. Is it on a square trampoline? Is it on a, what's the, did you, were you able to get any kind of insight into what this, what the activity is itself?
1: It is on a square trampoline and basically you just do different type of routines and, um, you do tricks. And so they judge you on that. And, um, I assume, I doesn't, I assume that you get different pointage for how high and the, how the difficulty of the trip of the trick. And, um, like I said, that it says the the Canadians are dominating it because the last um olympic events they like won four gold medals in that oh my gosh so they are really doing well at that but it's a lot of people just don't understand it's an olympic sport so
0: trampolining at number 10 is a real olympic sport none of this it's still going on today (laughs) all all those kids in their backyard there's hope for them yet right (laughs)
1: yep and they actually they actually have like centers and stuff that you can go and you know like you can go for gymnastics stuff they actually have trampoline places you can go and you know do it on a weeknight and learn how to trampoline so
0: that's fantastic so so number, number one, nine trampoline.
1: yes number nine's up my alley because i love to swim and i have work at a water park it's called swimming obstacle course at number nine and in the 1900s in the paris olympics they actually would race and during the, sw- the race, which was swimming, of course, you'd have to do different type of obstacles, and you know, like pole climbing and climb on the boats and off, jump off of boats, swim under things. And so it actually was an Olympic sport, and they held it in the river. And so you'd also have to go against the current, I would assume. And so maybe they don't have it in the river anymore because, you know, pollution, maybe that killed it. I don't know. But um, number 19 Uh, Number nine is swimming obstacle course. So that's
0: what they called it. Swimming obstacle course. Yep. Swimming
1: obstacle course.
0: And it's no longer an event, right? Nope. And when did it, when did they, when was the last year for the swimming obstacle course? This said
1: 1900 Paris Olympics.
0: 1900. Yeah. Wow. That was a while ago. (laughs) That was a while ago. I wonder if there's any, if, if there are any, uh, if there are any uh, legends, you know, that, that are of the swimming Olympic. A uh, swimming obstacle did course.
1: <laughs> yep, it did it a couple of these these uh, weirdest events. actually had a like some American and a name that won a gold medal, but that one did not. So swimming obstacle course. Number medals. nine number nine. Number eight is club swinging. so where this is where you have a pin bowling <laughs> pin shaped club, and you quickly spin it around your body and your head. And you do routines, kind of like gymnastics, and you go for speed and how how it shows, you know, the routine. And um, we actually had an American win gold in this in 1932. His name was George Roth. And so it's club swinging. So it's a. Where I was, does it say where
0: George Roth was, was from?
1: Uh, nope. It just says nope. American George Roth. Well, he has so. made
0: America and the Roth family proud. Yes. You know, I, I when I watch, I watched professional wrestling way back in the day, and there was a there was a professional wrestler. His his name was the Iron Cheek, and he used to carry these big clubs, and he'd have to have these he he would have these contests where he would swing these clubs around, and and you know. you'd have to and you could you could challenge him to the club swinging contest. So I wonder if there's some connection to that go- well yeah we're awfully proud to have the roth family in our in, in 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 our country here for the gold medal in club swinging very acrobatic were they heavy uh they were, i'm assuming they were pretty heavy clubs it, or
1: i would assume they said they it said they uh, were bowling pin shaped. Okay. so i assume they'd about the same size of a bowling pin and wow. yeah you'd think i bet it probably had to be 10, 15 pounds, I would think. And if you hit yourself in the head, I bet it probably left a mark.
0: So was this a, <laughs> was this a summer or a winter event? Do you know
1: uh, this would be a summer, I summer would event. Yes. Summer All event. Right.
0: Yes. Let's try to mention that too. This is, so this was a song. Did it say what swim? Okay, swimming obstacle course would have been a summer event? I uh, yes. But trampolining, be I'll bet trampolining is a winter event, isn't it?
1: That could be a winter event since it's inside. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right. So that's number eight next one, club swinging. Yep,
1: swinging. next one number seven would also probably be a summer event and comes with swimming again it's called the plunge for distance so basically what you did is you dove into a swimming pool or some type of water i assume and you did not do any type of motion you just dove in and you stayed motionless for one minute and basically try to get as far from the dive the plunge as possible and and um and the furthest person would win. And it was uh, the big time it was played. It was summer games in 1904. And apparently all five contests in 1904 were from the U S. So I assume we got the gold, the silver, and the bronze.
0: Nice. In that event. Way to go. So, U S on yes. the plunge for distance. So it, let me, let me see if I can, in my mind's eye, what I'm seeing is a, a standard dive into a body of water. Yep. and uh, the idea is to not not go as deep as you can but go as as horizontally far so. as you can right yes and just yes. kind of you, you dive in you, you stay don't completely move, you still You don't do anything and the, for and one minute the momentum carries you and and however strong that your dive is so that initial yes. that initial uh, hit on the water had to be very sleek very smooth mm-hmm. to, to in, in order to create as little friction as possible as you go through the water
1: yes I that's would a think. fascinating
0: yeah. sport
1: man. Yep. what an event so, huh yes it might be cool too and just to add time to it so whoever can go the furthest without breathing for
0: four or five minutes uh, see up. Yeah. but so how long was one how, minute so that one they had one minute to go as far as one they possibly minute. could Wolf. they could not move yep. and i guess Did not do any movement judges were there to make sure that they weren't moving and that's fascinating yep. plunge that for is. distance that's very, something you did when you were eight years old at the pool. Who can, who yep. can dive the furthest, right? Exactly. <laughs> plunge so, for, plunge distance. for distance. That's number seven.
1: Number seven. Number six is a fun one. It's the dueling pistols. The <laughs> dueling pistols. Now, doesn't sound as dangerous <sighs> as it was because it was 1906 in the games in Athens is where they had it. And you'd actually didn't shoot at a living person you shot at a plaster dummy from 20 or 30 me- meters away but they were dueling pistols so um, so it's not as dangerous as it's, it's not like the movies where you have two people walking ten steps and turning and shooting but it, you shot at the dummy and then your part the opponent was shoot and so dueling pistols
0: so how are how did, the, how did the scoring work on this? I couldn't find
1: anything on the scoring, Doing how to do it. So I assume they probably, the dummy had certain, if it's anything like law enforcement, because I had my time in shooting ranges with law enforcement, you'd have the center mass, and then you have the circles that go out, so more points, the tighter it was. And as you go out, you, get, you still get points, but you get less. So I would assume it'd be like that. And I assume it'd be type of like the, pistol shots where you only get one shot maybe um, and then maybe they scored it that way or something
0: like so in my my mind's eye daniel what i'm seeing is somebody may be turned turned facing the opposite direction of the target and somebody throws a flag or they say go or whatever and they have to turn around pull their guns out of their holster or maybe they're no in in a duel i'm trying to think of duels in a duel they're holding the gun they'd be holding probably holding the gun against their chest and then you know ola uh, alexander hamilton aaron burr style the uh you turn and you turn shoot. around and shoot not at somebody else but at a target Dueling right. and,
1: they, and they have an old picture and they have i have an old picture here and it looks like there's two people opposite and but yeah they're shooting at the target and so and they're not actually shooting at the person so also
0: oh, there th- there are two people opposite of each other it looks like
1: yeah, it looks like there's two people facing each other, but they don't shoot straight at the person; they shoot at the dummy that's kind of to the gotcha le- left of it. And there's actually a wall a like barrier. behind the dummy, so barrier. So I assume if the they miss, it hits that and not the person that's standing to the side. So dueling
0: yes. pistols is an Olympic Dulling event. It was an Olympic event.
1: 1906.
0: <laughs> that's know? great. That's great. So that was number six, dueling pistols. That was
1: number six, yes. Number five is an Olympic event called solo synchronized swimming. So I assume that would be during the summer, I would assume, but it's solo. So now we have today where you have synchronized swimming, where you do all those those group of people that look, you know, that are kind of conformity and they do the same things. This was solo. So it was one person. And it's like, well, what do you synchronize if you're only one person? Well, they synchronized to the music. And so this was an official event in 1984, 1988, 1982. And then eventually they thought, now nah, let's just do a team. And so they changed it to team synchronized swimming. So but for three Olympics, solo synchronized swimming wasn't an event.
0: So synchronized swimming, it, it is a it is a relatively new event. Um, very easy to make fun of the with synchronized swimming that was the whole idea to synchronize with each other so Mm -hmm. yeah so that that's a weird one
1: solo solo synchronized all about the music listen if i just
0: insulted you by saying how easy solo synchronize how easy (laughs) synchronized swimming is to make fun of well find another no assault (laughs) no i would never do synchronized swimming myself So that's number five, solo synchronized swimming. And that's a recent event. I mean, that's from the, that's, that's from the eighties, from the eighties and nineties, right? That's funny. Yep. Solo. So so that's number five, solo synchronized swimming.
1: Number five, number four is an event called rope climbing. Something that we used to do in gym class when we were in elementary was an event and it took place in 1896. 1906 1924 and 1932 summer Olympics and the rope climbing you could not use your legs so you can only use your upper body and it was judged on not only speed but also on your style of climbing the rope
0: oh. and so
1: and so rope climbing was an Olympic event so if you were a good rope climber in PE class in fifth grade you were on your way back in the I late could, 1800s, early 1900s.
0: I could never climb the rope. I could never climb I the rope. Either. I was just never, I was just too, too short fat of a kid. to climb, to climb the rope.
1: I had no <laughs> upper body strength at all back then. So there's I also could, a
0: technique it. to it. I mean, you got to get wrap your legs and, but you Leg, couldn't use yeah. your legs in, in this sport. I want to go back. I'm to, I'm going to go back to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to uh, just real quick because I forgot okay. to ask this question. Dueling uh-huh. pistols. Yes. A- any any legends in dueling pistols? Any 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 people I anybody mentioned? Any okay.
1: legends at all cuz it, it sounds more dramatic than it was apparently is what they're trying gotcha. to say um cuz if you were actually shooting at somebody that might have been a good way to maybe Stop a war, you know. Just have two countries that hate each other do dueling pistols. Whoever won won the war. Hey, no more, no more bloodshed and destruction. So, but But as for Olympic
0: event, yeah, not not that Olympic event, not that fun. So, okay, so solo synchronized swimming. Any legends from solo synchronized swimming?
1: No, I didn't see any legends on that either.
0: So, gotcha. Okay, so here are rope climbing. Did you happen to see any anybody that stands out? Any any American (sighs) Olympic winners, gold medalists there? (laughs)
1: Nothing. Okay. Okay. So far,
0: so far in our, in our top 10 weirdest Olympic events, we have Mr. Roth under club swinging as our, is our lone weird Olympic event hero.
1: Exactly. All right.
0: So rope climbing number four,
1: number four, number three, race walking, race walking. Now it basically, you just walk, you, they judged you to make sure you weren't running. And it was just a walk and you basically, your ground had to, your foot had to make contact with the ground um, basically before your leg passed the body. Apparently it was the rule and um, you had to have your legs straight as that happened. So, but race walking was an
0: Olympic event. So I've seen this. What was the years of this Olympic event? I think I've seen this actually.
1: That one I could not find a year on that particular one because the 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 articles I had where it had listed the years and stuff. This one didn't have the years on it, so I do not know exactly when the the. But it was. I mean, the I've sport, seen this. I guess was pushed their they they pushed their bodies to extremes, and so I think within the last three or four olympics i've seen it too on tv i've seen this and, and i know like i've seen walking it yeah it's so kind of a weird kind of a,
0: a odd, odd walk and that i understand yes. i understand the difference between it now because i'm like well how do you yep. how do you know the difference between walking and just uh, what where, where's the cutoff and the cutoff apparently is when the if the foot passes the body so you have to keep your feet underneath your body right
1: yes and it says competitors must keep contact with the ground at all times. So when you're jogging, you're at yeah. a point where you're in kind of nothing's yep. touching yep. where race walking, you're, you're, one of your feet basically have to be on the ground the whole time in order. So that's probably why they have that little, when you watch it, they're kind of boom, like kind of rocking back and forth. Cause you have to have that.
0: I- I'm telling track. you, when you watch these, these speed walkers, that's what I know it is like speed walking, but race walking, when you watch these guys, it looks brutal. I mean, just a very weird, like, like, like they're throwing their hips out of motion or something. It looks like it's painful. Yeah. I've seen exactly. this. I've seen this. Race walking. Race walking. So that's number three. Number three was race
1: walking. Number two, something else that we used to play in gym class when I was in elementary, tug of war.
0: Tug of war was an Olympic event?
1: Yes. No Tug of kidding. war. From 1900 to 1920, um, tug of war, and the most gold medals is Great Britain. They won it twice, the team event twice. But,
0: yep. Well, Kevin Curtis Allen has something to hang his hat on.
1: There you go, Kevin. And um, <laughs> they were in, this event was in, it says, five consecutive Olympic games. But, yeah, it's just, it's it's strange that you have tug of war being an Olympic event. So, was
0: was was this tug of war? Was it one team against one team?
1: Yes. Okay. One team against one team. And I assume whoever won would go on and play another country. And then I don't I,
0: how many um, people did you say how many people were on a team? Uh, five? One, two, three, four, five,
1: six, seven, eight are on a rope. So I don't know if you had alternates or anything, but wow. you had eight on each side. Um in nineteen oh four, teams from the United States won gold, silver and bronze so we dominated wow for wow the tug, of, tug of war yes
0: so i remember tug of war of course we all remember tug of war being in the elementary school and when you had competitions like that in elementary school and gym in yep. gym class and in the elementary school we'd always have this thing called field day uh of the la- for the last day of the year mm-hmm. and tug of war was always part of that event and you'd always tr- try to find the biggest strongest guy to put as the as the not the anchor but what was was the anchor what was the very end spot of talk of war
1: yeah anchor yeah is that the anchor the anchor yeah okay
0: okay maybe it was they usually
1: had the rope wrapped around them and (laughs) and so yeah yeah another interesting thing is in 1908 the london city police department put together a team And brought home the gold medal for their city. So there you go, Kevin
0: Curtis Allen. Wow. Wow. How about that? Tug of war was an Olympic sport. How many, so how many Olympics were they, was it in?
1: Um, It said five consecutive Olympics from 1900 to
0: 1920. Wow. Wow. Tug of war. So here we are almost the number one, but just to remind you of our top 10, number 10, trampoline, number nine, swimming obstacle course, number eight. Club swinging. Of course, the legend from club swinging is Mr. Roth himself. Plunge for distance comes in at number seven. Dueling pistols at number six. Number five, solo synchronized swimming. I, I think we've yet to kind of figure out what that's all about. Uh, <laughs> number four, rope climbing. No legs and rope climbing. Only arms. No legs. And you're you're judged for style and speed. speed. Yes. Number three, race walking. And number yes. two tug of war which brings us to our number one of the top 10 weirdest olympic events and some groups might not like this one but number one
1: for the top 10 weirdest olympic events is live pigeon shooting oh live pigeon shooting oh oh
0: no live pigeon not not clay pigeons Live, Live pigeon, pigeon shooting. shooting, and this
1: was an event in 1900, and it's it was uh, must have been held in United Kingdom that year. And um, basically, you had 300 pigeons killed in each event. So you had 300 oh, pigeons that were basically sacrificed for the sport. And what they did is, um, you basically the shooter was eliminated if they missed hitting two birds um so they had let the you know pigeon go and you shot at it and if you miss more than two birds then you were eliminated so it was part of our olympic history live pigeon shooting and this thing said it's not only one of the weirdest events of ever of all time olympic history they said it's also the darkest moment in olympic history oh my gosh yes number of birds that were sacrifice for this and it was finally canceled after the 1900 olympics
0: and they in 1902 they said nope we're not going to do it anymore so oh my gosh so how was was the outrage so they would let a pigeon go right one at a time yep and yep i guess it would have to get us would it have to get to a certain height or It, it didn't say the guy that's pictured here has a double
1: barreled shotgun oh my gosh and so i assume you have two shots to hit the pigeon but they said you you got eliminated from the event if you missed more than two birds and so
0: um and yep, and was, through the olympics over 300 birds were sacrificed 300 for this.
1: birds were sacrificed yes
0: now that guy in the picture does it does it tell his name it does not i wish
1: it would um let's see here well Underneath the picture it says Tom Valetti. He looks kind of looks Tom, kind of Italian. Valetti, Valetti,
0: Valetti, okay? Yeah, okay. Like Tom Valetti.
1: But it says uh, Great Britain. Great Britain won the most gold medals too.
0: Well, there's so, there's something to certainly be proud of. You can <laughs> kill little birds. Yep. Oh so, my gosh.
1: Live pigeon shooting Well, that that is event.
0: is is weird and crazy <laughs> and, and disgusting is <laughs> that is, nope. that is a well-deserving number one of the 31. top 10 weirdest Olympic events. Good yes. list, Daniel. So let's, let's yes. uh let's at that, let's go through some honorable mentions, something that, uh, and okay. yeah, just, just throw a few, maybe five or six of the ones that are there below in the list that quite okay. didn't make your top 10, but still, you know, we want to recognize them at some level.
1: Right. Yep. And some of them have pretty interesting names. So um, ranked at number 12, poodle clipping. You're kidding. So you basically have a poodle and you're judged on how you, and I assume it was fully haired, and then you got judged on how you clipped it. Poodle, so poodle clipping, clipping was an yes.
0: Olympic event. What years?
1: I Actually, this is just on my list. So I don't have the actual... Okay. I already downloaded this, so I'm not sh- exactly sure. But you're sure nope. it was
0: a real Olympic event.
1: Olympic event. Clipping. And the majority of these events took place in the early 1900s. And gotcha. So, gotcha. Um, I guess so, they're,
0: yeah. everybody was experimenting with their talents, their athleticism, their creativity, yes. and poodle clipping. <laughs> poodle clipping, obviously, poodle clipping. made it to the Olympics, huh? It, it, yep. Poodle
1: clipping. I wish I had that page that has, had that on there, but yeah. I do not have that. So poodle clipping number 23. Also interesting one is town planning. You come here and you kind (laughs) of plan a town, I assume. And then you got judged on how well you planned your town. And that was an Olympic event. That was an Olympic event. And they actually have, don't they have like video games and stuff that you do that now? I think so. Yeah. So yeah. Town planning. So that was very interesting. (laughs) Olympic (laughs) event. Um, number 25, I'll have to just throw this in. It's another dark day of, uh, history, I assume of Olympic history, running deer shooting. So you're actually shooting at a live deer. So, I mean, you have their pigeons, I guess. And then now you have your deer. So that's another, that was number 25.
0: So is the deer running? Are the people running or are they both running?
1: Uh, it's, it says running deer shooting. So I assume you're shooting at live deers, but
0: that are running
1: it. Since it wasn't one of the top ten, I didn't get I didn't get further into that dis, the research. But
0: yes, uh, well, however so. that event shakes out or shook out, uh it seems to me if it would only have been fair if, if both were forced to run. That you're you not, would think so, you, yes. you're not just you're not just shooting at a deer as they run by you. That doesn't seem quite.
1: I wouldn't think so. I think it, it, I think it'd be kind of like going. And you're like maybe hunting, I assume. And, hunting, but you got to
0: run deer. after the deer. I, that would be. I fair. would think you'd
1: have to track I'd like it. To see that so maybe happen. you're getting judged on how well you track.
0: Running deer shooting. Running, deer shooting. Running um, deer
1: shooting. Number number nineteen was a sport called glima, G L I M A, glima glima, and it was in 1912, and it was kind of like wrestling, but you had to use. The belt of the opponent <laughs> to do any type of move <laughs> or throws, and so you can flip somebody or you can throw them down, but you had to use the person's belt, so it was called Glema Glimma. And, um, yeah, and this is where apparently modern day wrestling came evolved from. You just got rid of the belt pretty much. <laughs> so,
0: so Glema belt, belt wrestling,
1: belt wrestling, that's yes.
0: fantastic. That's fantastic. Give us one more. Okay.
1: And since I'm a, uh, I'm a uh, huge into life-saving, I'll have to go with surf life-saving. So basically you get judged on it's open water event and you are, I assume, practicing like a lifeguard and you have to go through the surf to get to a target and get judged on it on your speed and your ability to get there. So it's like, surf life saving so it was, i assume they would have to do it in like a in the ocean or somewhere cuz it has it looks like it has waves and stuff like that so but there you go for life lifeguards you could like try to plan and practice become a great lifeguard and do surf life saving
0: well daniel this was, this was quite a list my friend i i'm gonna, i'm going to look at this and see what would be the one what would be the one at, okay let's let's take a look at the top 10 daniel okay in in all honesty okay be a little self-reflective here all right Uh of these top 10 which event number one would you think you would excel in and number two which would you want to participate in
1: excel in well i am a halfway decent from my law enforcement years i'm a halfway decent target shooter um, with my my sidearm. And so I think dueling pistols would be something that I could excel in. And so that would be, for me, something that could excel in. The one I would love to do, I always I w- always love tug-of-war. So, I mean, there, you can never be too old to participate in that team sport of tug-of-war. Even if you're not doing it for competition, you're just doing it for fun. I think it's fun to do t- tug-of-war. So, and um when I was a high school teacher we'd have those days those uh, field days like you did did you were talking about earlier and we'd go out there and the high school kids and it usually happened during ho- homecoming but we'd do like tug of war and we would do like three three legged races and do stuff like that and it's and it's fun and the teachers actually got to jump in and have a team of tug of war so that was kind of fun we'd always beat the, the the most mostly
0: beat the high school kids but once in a while they'd they beat us so you picked dueling pistols. so if we if we bring back dueling pistols to the olympics we got our first member right here daniel ginger i'm surprised you know dude you're the king of adventure bay and you (laughs) didn't pick solo synchronized swimming
1: nope sorry no solo (laughs) nice swim for me and i can't i can't do the obstacle course because i'm i'm not really a fast swimmer i'm just gonna i'm just a con, con, constant swimmer i keep up a constant
0: speed but I, I don't i don't have let me see let me see what mine would be what do, what do i think i would excel in um mm. you know this is going to sound this is going to sound odd i'd have to get back into shape for this and i don't have the I don't think I have the exact body type, but I remember doing this a lot when I was a kid, practicing this a lot when I was a kid. And that is plunge for distance. Oh yeah. We, I remember when I was a kid that we would take these running starts and dive into the pool. And the rule was you couldn't move. You couldn't kick your legs. You couldn't kick your arms. You couldn't do anything. And you could, you just had to see how far you would go. Now I don't think yep. we put a time limit on it, but I'm telling you, man, I had a lot of practice at this. We did this all the time, the time. at the yep. community pool, all the time. So I really think that I would excel in uh, plunge for distance. I, I really do. What would I like? What would I? What would I like to do? Um, I, I tell you what, I think it would be cool to do the trampoline. True. Yeah, yep. that would be fun that That'd would be, be fun, fun. Yes. yeah that would be fun the trampoline so listen so we need to start a, a little campaign to bring back dueling pistols and plunge for distance so <laughs> yep. so we can uh we can participate tug in, the of war in there too upcoming
1: tug of war <laughs> upcoming great.
0: olympic events well dude this was fun this was a fun list this was a fun time it, you know we're, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there uh dan thank yeah. daniel thank you so much for hanging out man
1: no problem. I, I, I really
0: do. I do appreciate this, man. And I appreciate you so much as uh, as a listener and now as a friend. Uh, I, I really do, man. I, I do this show because of people like you. That's why I do this show. I love coming here uh, almost every day now for this conversation. Uh, it, it means a lot when when folks reach out to me and let me know how I'm doing and let me know what they're interested in. And if you want to do that, I would certainly appreciate hearing from you. I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email, joe at the or a text at 513-399-6468. That's joe at the or text me at 513-399-6468. By far, by far, texting is, is how most people reach out to me. And if you listen, if you just want to say hi, if you don't want to give me a kind critique, I, I would appreciate a kind critique, but if you don't want to do anything but just say hi, I would love to hear from you. It really puts really puts gas in my tank. I can tell you this much, Daniel. If 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 we were doing dueling pistols and plunge for distance, we'd be making great memories, right?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: <laughs> that would be a memorable experience. And to me, to me, you know this. That's what that's what life is all about. It's about making memories. It's about time spending time with the people who you love and the people who love you giving stories to tell i wonder i wonder this mr roth and club swinging i wonder his family's got to be proud he's he probably had some stories to his kids and his grand and his great-grandkids and his grandkids right cuz i would think so yes because that's, that's what it's dur- about
1: that was during the great depression so that, he's probably a
0: national hero a legend a legend you making know? great memories giving giving them something to talk about and that's what it's about remember remember that daniel memories are better than stuff thank you so much for listening i appreciate you daniel i love you buddy but not not in a weird way i'll talk to you later take care